Hey, bro. What's up, bro? Hey, what's going on, bro? How you feeling? I'm feeling good, bro. I just finished some homework, man. But um, I'm ready to talk about Michael Bennett, man. I've been, oh man, I, I've been, I've been drooling about this topic. So, but, um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm super ecstatic for this trade. I can't believe it went down like that. I know. So, but uh, we'll we'll get into it. So, you guys are listening to Swoop Radio with Josh Sanchez and Dante Fantuzzi here. And if you guys have not been listening, Dante has me, me and Dante have found a way to do podcasts now regularly so now we can do one pretty much whenever we're free so this is you are listening to swoop radio on the anchor app hit that favorite button yes. and, and check out swoop podcast on youtube at swoop podcast um this week uh we, I, I was not able to do a radio show this week because school's canceled and stuff so next week dante if you want to come out on thursday you're more than welcome to but um check out swoop, okay. swoop podcast on instagram at swoop podcast underscore but uh, let's get started, Dante. Uh, how do you feel about the Michael Bennett trade? Um, I believe this is another trade that the Eagles fleeced another team with. I mean, you're already adding a one of the best premier pass rushers and run block and run stoppers in the league. He's one of the most feared men in the league, and you're already adding him to one of the best defensive lines in the game and in, in all the national in all of football. So. It does nothing but just strengthen our defense and strengthen that front four that we have. Yeah, and I completely agree with you. And in terms of personality, for the city of Philadelphia, we always want a guy that's expressive and that's emotional and and is more of like an emotional leader. I think he's a perfect fit for the city as well in terms of players that Philadelphia represents and, and players that Philadelphia looks for. And he can he can connect with the city of Philadelphia in a big way if he turns out to be really successful. It does. Because, he, because, again, he's a very – he's an expressive leader and he's an emotional leader in the locker room too that adds that that more competitive fire to the Eagles team that was already good. And what I believe it does is that besides this whole, you know, we need cap, we need cap, we need money and et cetera, who are we going to – like it's just really been about who the Eagles are going to resign, who they're going to let go – and that type of situation. And I believe with this, with this right here, it really relieves a lot of that pressure because now it's that we have added Michael Bennett to the situation. If you ask me, Vinny Curry's a done deal. He's a, he's a loose duck now. So really, the, yeah, he's leaving. So really the case is now is, are we going to release him or are we going to trade him? Personally, I'd rather trade him because you're going to get, because he's obviously going to go somewhere. He's going to have, a market out there if you release him. So yeah, yeah, and that was the best be... season and we can get something good in return, whether it's a, a third round pick or, or a fourth round pick, we can get something in return for him. Yeah, and that was gonna lead uh, me to my next question. I was gonna ask you what what did Eagles go go next now? Because now we need to make a couple more trades now to free some more cat space because Vinny Curry it, it, he is gonna cost nine million dollars in the cap room. As soon as I saw this trade went down, I, I agree with you. I was like, "Yeah, Vinny Curry, he's definitely he's done now. We're gonna need we're gonna either a to trade him or b release him to free up cat space because again, he will he is gonna cost us nine million dollars." And then again, if you ask me though, it's it, it, it a, a question popped in my head: Are you gonna retain Chris Long or are we gonna release him now? Because um, I mean, we I feel have, like- we still also have Derek Barnett behind him as well 
And I mean, it, but then again, the benefit of it all is that if we are going to um, attain Chris Long, if we're going to keep him, you know, Michael Bennett is, is, is just, he just plays all four positions on the line. He could play, he, he plays nose. He could play tack, defensive tackle. And he could play both ends. So that's really the benefit that we're going to get out of this. Yeah, no, he's a versatile defender and, and our D line's already scary with Cox, Jernigan, Graham. Then you got, and now you add Bennett to the mix. It's going to, it's going to be a rough season for the NFC East opponents in terms of our defensive line. I'm, it'll be, it'll be interesting uh-huh. to see to what we do in the linebacker position, though, because I feel like if we just have one solid, I mean, Hicks is a great, is a good solid linebacker when healthy. But if we can find a way to add that big time linebacker to complement that defensive line, our defense, our, our defense, no one's going to run on our team and no one's going to pretty much do anything on our defense because our corners are young. They're still developing, but they're going to get better and better each year. With yeah, experience, with, with experience. And I mean, to add along to that, um, I can see this Eagles defense in the draft with the first round pick taking that kid out of Boise State. His name can't come to the top of my head right now, but um, I, I, I personally think that there's going to be a trade where the Eagles are just going to move up in the draft. And I, I think that you know the most likeliest trade that I can see happening is a trade to Arizona so we could take that 15 spot and, mm-hmm. and and get a second or a third and also in return. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I can also I can also see us possibly trading down as well and getting that second round and third round, even though I wouldn't like that to happen. But teams in the past that have had a history of getting like the 32nd pick or getting like a late pick in the first round, they usually trade – they trade out of the first round and get probably two seconds or they get a second and a third for the future. Because, I mean, I mean, we pretty much got Bennett for nothing, though. Like, we gave up a fifth-round pick, and we also gained a seventh-round pick for him. And we got rid of a special teams, teams player. So, in terms of player value, I, I'm excited that we got Bennett pretty much for nothing. Yeah. But, um... It'll just be interesting to see because I know I know Bradham. He's a free agent. I don't know what we're gonna do with him. Like what what, what like what do you think the Eagles should do with Bradham and stuff like that? Um, personally, I think we should resign Bradham. Um, I mean, listen, let's all be honest here. This team, this city is just running on a high of us winning the Super Bowl, and we won the Super Bowl with a lot of uh key reserve players. And then, and also, you also got to remember is that, you know. A lot of our players, let's say, like for example, Trey Burton and Corey Clement, who really played a big role this season and then really had good game, a really good game in the Super Bowl, they were both undrafted. So we have to also remember is that we're also, you know, if this team can really, as in Harry Roseman, can really come together, we can also find, you know, the next Trey Burton or the next Corey Clement as an undra- as an undrafted free agent. But the one point I do want to make is that, you know, this team is still continuously going to be aggressive. And this trade, what it really signified to me and really made me think outside the box is that this team is preparing themselves to play, to get back into the playoffs. But we're going to have a much harder task this time around. I guarantee you, we're going to play Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees. 
So this really yes. tells me we're gearing up and preparing our line and our defense to go against two of the best quarterbacks in our generation. Yeah, because I feel That's like last really season really signifies to me. Yeah, because I because I feel like last season, like literally everything fell into place for us too. Like the Seahawks, you see them with their problems with Richard Sherman, and and like the Seahawks, it looks like the Seahawks are done in my opinion in terms of being as dominant. I mean, yeah, they still have Russell Wilson, and they'll still be in the mix. But Richard Sherman isn't happy. You lose Bennett. The, all of a sudden, that defense that they had that great talks for Cam Chancellor. Let's not forget about that. Yeah. Like, and all of a sudden, like that elite defense and that, that team, like that side of the ball that used to carry the team, it's now shifting now where it's going to be all Russell Wilson. And I feel like the Seahawks are going to be another like Green Bay Packers where it's either so, Russell Wilson so or I, so they lose. Question. Yep. Can Russell Wilson carry the Seattle Seahawks? Um, I think he can. I, I think that he's going to have a couple seasons where he is, but I feel like he's not going to carry them as well as Aaron Rodgers can, like can carry the Packers. I think the Seahawks could will always be in the mix because of Russell Wilson, but I think that they won't be able to get over the hump because they don't have enough pieces around Russell Wilson. That's what I personally think. Because Aaron Rodgers, I, in my opinion, is – is the most talented quarterback that we've ever seen in terms of passing accuracy and mobility. Tom Brady may be the GOAT in terms of legacy, but if you talk about talent alone, you have to go. Aaron Rodgers is the most talented quarterback that I've ever seen play. Yeah. And and I feel like Russell Wilson can carry the Seahawks, but like I said, I don't, I don't know if he, can, if, he, if he can get him over the hump alone. Like they'll probably be like, if they get in the playoffs, a first, a first round, a first playoff exit. Right. And I totally agree with you 100% there. Um, You stole the words right out of my mouth. I really don't know if this Seattle Seahawks team really does have enough to take Seattle. And it's really just going to be up to uh, Russell Wilson trying to do it all. That's what it really is to me now. And that's what it's just going to have to be like throughout the league. And you hit a pinpoint and you just took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah. And and another thing that concerns me is because I know the Seahawks, they won a Super Bowl. They took advantage of Russell Wilson's rookie contract where they where they stacked they had great value of like they made the team around him better so they they're able to go to back-to-back Super Bowls. I'm a little bit worried because now Carson Wentz next year his rookie contract is going to be up and he's going to be eligible for that big big money deal. Well, well this cuz cuz we seen the Seahawks they tried and they failed. Do you think that this might be like like the last year where we actually have like a good solid team around and we'll have, and then we're going to start turning into a team that's just relying on Carson Wentz. I, I'm That's the only thing I'm concerned about with the future. Um, but I, I personally don't think that this is the way this team is built around. Uh, uh, I just don't think that uh, part of me, I just don't think that this is the way this team is being set up. Yeah. I, I know. I could definitely see that we're set up a lot differently. It's just, it's just a little bit concerning, though. It's only because, because you know, Carson Wentz is gonna is gonna get a lot of money because he's rightfully so. He's an MVP candidate. It's just, it's just, will his contract affect the rest of the team and stuff like that? Because we've seen it in the past. Um, I have to be honest with you, though, Josh. Um, if you're trying to compare this to the whole Russell Wilson and Seattle situation, I think that we're built a lot different than that Seattle Seahawks organization. Um, you know. That 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 team, you know, and that organization really didn't have 
besides Michael Bennett and Richard Sherman, you know, a really outspoken organization. And this this city embraces it. This city loves it. So, like you said early in the show, um, you know, we're, we're taking on another player that's really outspoken and for the community and for the people. You add that along with, my, with Malcolm Jenkins. It, it really embraces how we are as a team. And, you know, if this is really a team that is about each other and willing to do whatever it takes to win, they'll do whatever it takes. And whether it's, you know, restructuring deals or having to come to business conclusions or releasing a player or, or um, how you call it, trading a player. So I really think that this organization is just built a lot different now. And um, if you want my personal take and my personal opinion, this team really reminds me of the New England Patriots. The way they have, you know, their, their you know, their time, um, our, our Tom Brady is Carson Wentz, you know, um, pardon me. And, you know, right now we're, we're setting ourselves up for what's next, you know, then what? After we won the Super Bowl, then what? And it's always been like that for the Patriots. I mean, how many times have we seen them cut superstar players? How many times have we seen them trade superstar players? Cause yep, I agree, and and I really see that going on with this with this Philadelphia Eagle team, and I'm gonna go on a limb and say this: we're gonna be a dynasty, and we're gonna be like the New England Patriots for the next few for the next decade, if you ask me, the next twenty years. We're now I'm not gonna say twenty years, but the next decade from this next from the next decade to fifteen years, we're gonna be the New England Patriots. Nobody's gonna like us. Everybody's gonna hate us. Everybody's gonna get sick of seeing us win. And I hope I hope so, man. I, I personally see that happening. And you know, you gotta you gotta crawl before you start walking. And this team has crawled, and and they're 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 now getting their feet wet. And it's and you we all heard what Doug Peterson said. This we 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 this is the new norm for us playing playing in February. So I hope it to be true, and I, I believe it, and I'm, I'm along with it. Yeah, I, I hope it is too, because I'm not even gonna lie. If this team just wins another Super Bowl. Man, it it'll be amazing, and it'll be right up there with the Flyers when they went back to back in in seventy four, seventy five, and seventy five and seventy six. Because a lot of people don't realize this, like the Flyers when they were like they really had a dynasty. They went to the they went to the Stanley Cup. Uh, they won they won their first two Stanley Cups, and then they lost. They had a, they had the potential to win three Stanley Cups in four years. And that's what I sort of see with this Eagles team right now and what they're developing. And I, I get it, though. It's just, the only thing that's, that, that might hurt us, hurt our run is the other competition in the NFC. If we're in the AFC, I feel like the only, the only team we would have to go against is the Patriots, whereas we're in the NFC where we have to deal with um, – we have to deal with the Packers. You have to deal with the Seahawks, even though they're, they're starting to implode. You got the 49ers who went up in them. Who are up and upcoming with Jimmy Garoppolo? You have. Now, I, I have you, to. Argue, you have, I have the Vikings. Argue your statement, Saints. I have to argue your statement because if this team is going to be the next dy- dynamic team for the next decade, um, Rogers isn't going to be around for another decade. Drew Brees isn't going to be around for another decade. I mean, Drew Brees is in forty. Aaron Rodgers is up there in age as well. So those teams right there aren't going to be around for another decade. And the team that I see that's really going to be that team that's really going to give us that league competition in our dynamic decade 
it's going to be the the Fort. Uh, sorry, the uh, San Francisco Forty ers Yep, and I mean I can see that too. I I was just talking about us winning three of the of the next like winning if we won like what the what the Patriots did where we won three where they won three Super Bowls in four years. Right. So because yeah, because the Saints are gearing up for Drew Brees' farewell, and and then you have Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, and Aaron Rodgers is in his prime years as a quarterback. He has a couple more years left for his prime as well. So that that's the reason why that was that was my point. I was I wasn't really clear on that point. But um, do you want to transition and talk a little bit about yeah, basketball? Yeah, I agree 100%, bro. I agree 100% what you just said. And, uh, I mean, if we're going to do a quick transition, I understand you're running on time. Um, I just want to ask you, uh, did you recently read the report of LeBron James releasing what his source is releasing um, for potential spots that he wanted, that he will sign with? I don't know if you've seen it or not. No, I didn't really see it. Can you uh, well, add, add some, yeah, yeah, can you add the uh, the give me the scoop? Well, as it goes around the league, um sources reported that uh there are four teams LeBron is interested in and um it's either going to be Cleveland, LA, Houston, or the Sixers. Oh man. The Sixers are one of the four teams there. Um I personally believe and I'm I'm saying it again and Josh already knows that is that if he stays in the East, he's gonna st- he's gonna sign with the Sixers. Um, him and Dan Gilbert. I mean, there really isn't a connection there. Um, Dan Gilbert already traded away all the key pieces to help him get there. If they were to, if they were to win the um the uh the finals, so I mean, with that right there, that that's enough for LeBron to leave. Um, Houston, I believe Houston is probably the biggest threat to the Sixers. For the way you know, we see Chris Paul and James Harden playing, but um, I say the Sixers are going to be the team to land him. For the simple fact is that if he goes to the West, it's just to beat the Warriors, and if they beat the Warriors, it's a clear path to another NBA title. Because if he leaves the East, I mean the the East is up for grabs. Um, there's really no team in the East that's going to really beat that Houston Rocket team if he was to go there. I mean, we're talking about a Houston Rocket team that's going to have Chris Paul, James Harden, and LeBron. And Chris Paul and James Harden together are just taking the league by a storm with just those two. So if you go and have the best player in the world, it's it's not going to be good for the East. It's not going to be good for the West. And if that was to happen, um, what I would personally like to see, and Le- it was already brought up to LeBron's attention, he doesn't mm-hmm. like it. But um, – if that was the case, it's gonna have they're gonna have to change the playoff format. Yeah, and 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 I I I definitely believe that, only because like the Western Conference will, will literally have everyone, and the Eastern Conference would literally have no one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, I mean, I, I mean, if we could get LeBron without getting rid of any of our young core players, I'm happy. Um, I so. believe that if we're really not gonna have to take away any of our young core players. Um, I, I don't think LeBron's going to want to come in and do that because, as you can tell, we've played so well together. And our thing is, is just that we're a young team. You know, if you really look at it and watch our games, we're really a young team. And, you know, we we score efficiently. We play defense efficiently. I believe our biggest problems is just trying to maintain leads and making sure we don't blow those 19, 20-point leads like we had previously. And, you know, it happened, you know, in the back of my head. I can, I can count six different occasions where we were up 20 and should have won those games. 
And if we win those yeah. games, if you ask, we're what third in our in in the Eastern in the Eastern Conference, and I can name the six games. I'm talking. Well, the one game you know was opening night against the Wizards. We should have won that game. Um, we blew twenty point lead to Phoenix. We should have won that game. We when um we were up on yeah, yeah, we, were no, up on the Kings. we were up. I would leave six points for like a minute, a minute and a half left against the Kings. We should have won that game. We should have beat um the Bucks the other night. We should have beat uh Houston when they when they hit that corner three and James Harden clearly got away with an offensive foul holding on to his jersey. That should have been another game. What uh we should have beat Golden State. We were up no. like, thirty points on Golden State, and then the Milwaukee night, game they just came storming right back, and we just looked like we were playing a high school. We just looked like a high school ball team. And it just didn't go bad. It just didn't go. It just didn't go good from there on out. So that's really six games where if you we win those games, we're third in the Eastern Conference. Yep, maybe second. Yep, and I know, and I completely agree. But uh, the Rockets, the Rockets, they're continuing the role, man. They won seventeen straight now, like, and and they're beating good teams too. They, they are. Beat ba- they beat Boston. They beat. They beat OKC and now they just beat Milwaukee in Milwaukee. Like they're winning on the road too. Like it's it's insane how good Chris Paul and James Harden are playing together. And I honestly think that if they would have added Melo, that the Rockets would not be as good as they are now with uh, without him. And no, we're seeing, I'm, and we're seeing. I, I, I don't want to knock Melo, but we're seeing we're seeing how Oklahoma City how they added Melo. They now have. Westbrook and Carmelo Anthony, who are selfish players. I mean, Carmelo has adjusted, and but I, they're, not, they're, not, they're not winning as much as I expected them to win. And I tried saying this when 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 the trades first went down, bro. I'm pretty sure you remember this. Melo's a cancer stick. You know, you can't put two selfish ball players on the same team. Although the outcome is going to be, you know, this Oklahoma City team is eight games above 500, but you're adding when you just look at the roster. And you think, why are they just only up eight games above 500? I mean, you got Russell, you got George, you got Carmelo. Those are, you know, three premier players in the league. How are they only up above eight games of 500? But then again, yeah. if you go to yeah. analytic, the, the um, analytics and everything else, you have to realize, and, you know, it's, yeah, I made the same case before. When you put Allen Iverson and Carmelo Anthony together, I believe they won 60-plus games. But they got fried by the Lakers that year. Now we looking to get. Now we're looking again, and we're putting Carmelo and OKC with another selfish ball player. They're in the seventh seed. They're one, they're 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 literally one game out of the playoffs. If they lose, if this, if I'm looking at the, I'm looking at, I'm looking at the uh, Western Conference right now, and the wins and losses total. Let's just say Denver decides to go on a little run, the Clippers go on a little run, and Oklahoma still continues to play the way they're playing right now. They're going to be out the playoffs. They're not going to make the playoffs. And this is where I go. And I made the same case for New York. I mean, he went to New York. This was supposed to be New York's next biggest thing, the next biggest star. You know, you put the icing on the cake because he's from New York. Blase, blase, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I believe they only had one fifty-one season. He spent how many seasons there? About six. Yep. Um, yep. So that yep. I, I, it just goes back to my case that Mullo's a cancer stick, 
and Melo's not. I don't see him really being a winner. I don't ever see him getting a ring. Yep, and I and I completely agree. I I didn't, and that proves my point. Like I felt, I feel like if Melo went to the Rock instead of the Thunder, I think that I think that the Thunder would be better off, and the Rockets would not be as good as what they are now. And 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 at the time, people were like, "Man, we didn't get Melo, so now we're not going to compete with Golden State." But I feel like with Chris Paul and James Harden, adding Chris Paul and adding that defensive leader on your team to a defense that was that was struggling last season, that yep. just elevated them even more. And that's why the Rockets are sitting there at 51 and 13 and Golden State is a half game out. And and and, and that's another thing to add. Like the fact that the Rockets are on a 17 game win streak and are still only a half a game ahead of Golden State, that just shows you how good Golden State is. I agree 100%, bro. Yeah. But uh, anything else you want to talk about? Are you ready to wrap this up? Uh, We could wrap this up, bro. I know you're running against time. You got things to do today. So um, I just want to give another uh, shout-out to, you know, all of the people that listen to us to make sure they go favorite us and et cetera. And, um, you know, know, we have time later on. I, I, I believe me and Josh should make another podcast later on, discuss some more topics for you guys and, you know, some more Eagles, some more Sixers. And uh, we just want you guys to hit the favorite button. Make sure you guys go follow us on Instagram, Twitter. And um, make sure you guys go subscribe to us on YouTube. And like I said before, make sure you guys hit the favorite button. Yep. And also check us out on iTunes, Google Play. Like like all, if you have Samsung, go on Google Play, download, download the podcast. You can easily download it so it's accessible on the go and stuff like that. But um, later I'm gonna try and get Pat and John to join us too, Dante. So I'll let you know. I'll let you know because Pat, Pat has work until like later today. But I told him to text me once he's done work. So him and John might come on too. That's not a problem. But um, all right, bro. Have a good one, bro. All right, bro. You have a good one. I'll catch you later. All right, I'll catch you later.